Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're going to do a few updates on the Lori Vallow Daybell case. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and click that notification bell to all. Be sure to give it a like and also share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. This past week, we saw Lori Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell in court. What actually caught me by surprise was in Lori's hearing with Colby and Kelsey being present on Zoom. Now, I'm not surprised that they're there, but it caught me off guard because I was expecting just to see the judge and Lori and the attorneys, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, Colby. And Larry and Kay Woodcock were also on Zoom, but you couldn't see them. So Colby and Kelsey were incredibly strong throughout that whole process, which was about 15 minutes. And I noticed a few things in the hearing while it was happening. I'm sure you guys did too. One was it was requested that Lori be called Mrs. Daybell. And the judge says, no problem, and then continues to call her Miss Daybell. I thought that was interesting. At the very point where Mark Means says, you know, Your Honor, Lori would like to be called Miss Daybell, you could see Colby's expression on his face, almost like his eyes were gonna roll in the back of his head, and he just shook his head no, like he's just disgusted as we all are, but especially Colby. I mean, Colby didn't even know Chad Daybell, didn't even know she was dating him, didn't even know they got married. So yeah, I can understand in so many ways him shaking his head no at his mother. And Colby is just 23 years old and has to go through all this. Now, also in that hearing, we saw Lori grab a Kleenex. Now, I'm not sure I would call it crying, in my opinion. I did rewind it to see at what point she was dabbing her face with the Kleenex. And it was just after the judge read out the charge for Tylee Ryan. The judge also talked about her charges and the max penalty. And he was talking, saying, you know, this can run consecutively or he or concurrently. And that's when she wiped her eye. So when everything was read out about Tylee, then after that, you can kind of see her do one of these. And then the Kleenex was actually passed to her once the judge was talking about the max penalty charges. Then she got the tissues. And he says, you're entitled to a hearing, and then dabs again. So then I realized, well, that makes sense. It's in relation to her and her sentences. You know, she could be sentenced for five years for each charge. And nothing really about Tylee and JJ, in my opinion. Because just as a friendly reminder, she doesn't seem to cry for things like that. Minutes after Charles was killed, she's laughing and smirking. When she was getting married on the beach with Chad, again, no children, they're dead. Being interviewed by Nate Eaton from East Idaho News, kids are dead. Don't see her crying, no needing any tissues then. And then it was noted that she's giving cookies to Chad's children after their mother died and yep, kids are still dead. And how many times we saw her in court smirking and smiling. And at those moments, children were still dead. And she knew where they were. And she was part of it. So this crying is an act, in my opinion. 
And it was one of a few things. Maybe it was Mark Mean saying, hey, you know what? Let's tone down the smirk this time a little bit. Maybe grab a little bit of a tissue and start dabbing in certain areas. That would be great, thanks. Or, number two, she was sad for herself because she's not going to be living in her large square footage homes anymore and she's going to have to be in her cell and just with her Kool-Aid lipstick. You know, for at least five, possibly ten years, maybe more. I just don't see her having any kind of remorse or heart at this point. I just don't. And the third option, maybe she's playing it up a little bit because she knows Colby is watching. So she can't look like a total heartless bag. She actually has to go, you know what? I got to manipulate my last living child. Because I also watched it a few times just to see what she was doing. And throughout the whole thing, she turned her head and was like this, going towards Mark Means. Now remember, the camera's over in front of her, right? She did most of this with a little bit of, yes, yes. And then she even did half yeses, yes, yes. Meanwhile, while they were reading things out, as soon as they said anything regarding J.J. Vallow, Colby's devastated. You could see it all over his face, trying not to bawl. And then you see them talking about Tylee Ryan, same thing. Colby looks like he's about to lose it. And he did a pretty freaking amazing job of keeping it together after all this has gone down. My heart just broke for him. It was so hard to watch him there and I'm sure it was beyond imaginable how hard it would be for him to sit there and look at his mother who killed his siblings or part of it. Now in that court hearing as well there was one point where Mark Means was talked to by the judge And he asked a question saying, have you ever represented any of the alleged co-conspirators that are set forth in the criminal complaint? And Mark Mean says, no, your honor, other than Miss Daybell. And you can see prosecutor Rob Wood go. He kind of does one of those, like cocks his head. And then he says, your honor, I need to interject at a bail reduction hearing. Here in Madison County, Mr. Means did represent to the court that he was also representing Mr. Daybell. There was no criminal matter against him at the time, but I think that is appropriate to know. And you can see here too in a tweet, Mark Means Law says, please note that this office, notice being provided by other means as well, represents Mr. Chad Daybell. If any agency, investigative authority, etc., wishes to contact my client, please contact my office directly. So, really good point that Rob Wood makes. Now, the judge says, I see there's some discrepancy here, so you guys are going to have to have a written thing to talk about and we'll discuss it. Now, Lori's other charges before, she had two felony counts of desertion and non-supported children, has since been dropped. She's due back in court on August 10th and the 11th. And since we're talking about Lori, let's talk about what Lori said to Melanie Gibb. 
about JJ and going to his grandmother, Kay Woodcock's house. Lori tells Melanie Gibb that she met Kay at the airport to give JJ to her and that Lori said she told Kay that she has cancer so that Kay would take JJ. Now clearly we know that's BS and we know that Kay has been begging Lori in emails for them to see JJ. But in the court documents it says, Approximately one week after Gibb's September visit to Rexburg, Vallo informed Gibb that she had arranged for JJ to go live with his grandma Kay Woodcock. Vallo further told Gibb she had told Kay that she had cancer in order to convince Kay Woodcock to take JJ. Vallo further elaborated to Gibb that she had traveled with JJ and handed him off to Kay in an airport. Now, as for Chad, he was also in court last week after getting slapped with new charges of conspiracy. He had his hair all done and he was in his own clothing in his suit. He sat there with the same look on his face he usually does. Chad's in court on August 3rd and August 4th. Now, if Chad is found guilty of all four of his charges, because these are the two new ones and the two old ones from last uh, time in from June 9th or 10th, whatever it was that he got charged, not June 9th, he could face up to 20 years in prison and a $40,000 fine. Both of them, though, are probably smirking that they have August dates, Chad being August 3rd and 4th and Lori being August 10th and 11th, because the second coming is supposed to be coming on July 22nd, which is just a short couple weeks away. So I'm sure they're smirking because they're like, yeah, let's choose August. Sure, why not? Also about Chad, there was more information that came out and it was reported that at Tammy's funeral back in October, Chad was pointing out people at the funeral as light, and dark and this was from Dateline I saw this and Dateline also reported that Tammy was exhumed and put back at the gravesite within eight hours I find that very interesting as well now if we go back to when the kids were found on June 9th it was reported again by this Dateline producer in the tweet that Chad had a choice that day while they were digging on the property his choices were to sit on the couch and be escorted everywhere by a deputy or leave the house. And he went across the road and watched from his daughter's front yard. And then we know as soon as they found JJ's head that he took off, even though his lawyer says he doesn't flee. And Chad's son-in-law, Joseph, seems to have an interesting post or two. And one of them was about getting rid of dirt because they were moving and it caused quite a bit of commotion on the internet. Many people said that this isn't the actual yard that he was referring to, but it was rather tasteless in how he did it. And a lot of people said it was for basically a rise out of people. As for the kids, a lot of people were asking about funeral arrangements and the Woodcocks, the Ryans and Brandon Boudreaux issued a statement that said, To the countless people who have loved and come to love our angels, JJ and Tylee, we thank you for the endless prayers and kind words of encouragement. You have truly uplifted and carried us through this nightmare. For that, we can never express the depth of our gratitude. We are humbled by the kindness of strangers and unity shown in hopes of finding the kids. 
On June 9th, our worst fears were confirmed with discovery of our beloved Tylee Ashlyn Ryan, 16, and Joshua Jackson Vallow, 7. We are utterly devastated trying to comprehend how our children, full of brilliant light and jubilance for life, ended at the hands of those who were supposed to love and protect them. We look toward our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to give us even the tiniest bit of relief from this unfathomable pain and ultimately find some amount of peace. We have utmost faith in the judicial process and our confident justice will prevail. We want to express our immeasurable gratitude to the numerous law enforcement agencies and officers who tirelessly worked this case amongst all the others within this tangled web. Like us, many want to bid final farewell to JJ entirely. All plans are pending since their bodies have not been released, nor an estimated date is given. Upon release, we plan public services to be held in Rexburg, Idaho, Phoenix, Arizona, then Lake Charles, Louisiana. Please be assured once memorial details are finalized, a public statement will be released. God bless all of you for the continued outpouring of love and comfort toward our families. We will never forget how blessed we are to live in a society of immense compassion, especially during these challenging times. We ask you to continue to respect our family's wishes of privacy during this difficult time. Warmest regards, the Ryan, Vallow Woodcock, and Boudreaux families. And it was said that Brandon Boudreaux was the one who had to identify J.J. Vallow through autopsy pictures. And I also found out that Brandon Boudreaux actually got recently married. So stay tuned for more information on Brandon and Melanie Pulowski because they were in court last week and were just waiting for some updated court documents. And of course, I'm sure there's going to be more and more information released with Lori and Chad Daybell. And also, hopefully, there'll be some more charges against them. Let me know your thoughts below. We can have a little chit chat. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click the like button and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.